Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Now, live and direct from the press box at Old Comiskey Park, it's time for when football was football. Let's join your host, Joe Ziemba, with another forgotten tale from Chicago's pro football history. Let's go! Thank you for joining us once again from the press box at Old Comiskey Park as we continue our coverage of the 1947 Chicago Cardinals championship race. How does a team adequately prepare itself for an NFL title game? Even more so, how does the club prepare itself for the biggest game of the season when the name of the opposition is not yet known? Such was the case for the Chicago Cardinals 75 years ago today on December 18, 1947, as the winners of the Western Division of the National Football League, after a stirring 31-20 win over the Chicago Bears, the Cardinals were forced into an idle period of two weeks due to the Eastern Division winner of the NFL still needing to be determined. Both the Eagles and the Steelers finished the 1947 regular season with identical 8-4 records to conclude the campaign atop the Eastern Division. A one-game playoff between the two clubs was then scheduled for Sunday, December 21st, to determine the outright champion in the East. The winner would then travel to Chicago on December 28th to face the Cardinals for the NFL crown. Meanwhile, the Cardinals endured their mini layoff with some rugged practices under coach Jimmy Councilman. Despite not knowing the opponent until the Eastern Division playoff game was completed, Councilman wanted to keep his players' minds as well as their bodies in game-ready condition. The Associated Press noted, Jimmy Councilman is faced with the task of keeping the Cardinals fired up while awaiting the outcome of the Eagle-Steeler playoff. Councilman added, This holiday season, don't interpret it too literally. Holidays don't mean us. It's going to be work, and plenty of it. On the plus side, the time off would provide the opportunity for some of the Cardinals' walking wounded to heal before the championship game. Reliable defensive end Frank Ivey suffered a separated shoulder during the Bears game, and the club was already without lineman Caleb Martin from a season-ending injury suffered earlier. In addition, guard Gerard Ramsey and end Clarence Esser were also nursing injuries. Some good news reached the Cards camp on December 18th, when the NFL announced that fullback-slash-kicker Pat Harder topped the league in scoring for 1947. Harder, a graduate of Wisconsin, tallied 102 points via seven touchdowns, seven field goals, and 39 extra points. Harder missed only one PAT throughout the season, and his total of 102 was the fourth highest in the history of the NFL. And all this was accomplished despite Harder missing two games during the season. 
Meanwhile, East contenders Pittsburgh and Philadelphia were busy during this week 75 years ago and anxiously awaiting their winner-take-all match on December 21st. The Eagles had knocked off the Packers 28-14 on December 14th to force the deadlock, and Philadelphia coach Greasy Neal remained confident in his charges, stating, If we play like we did against Green Bay, there isn't anyone going to beat us. On the other side of the state, of Pennsylvania, Steelers coach Jock Sutherland was happy with the prospect of his favored single-wing attack doing some damage to the Philadelphia defense. He was, however, concerned with the status of star passer Johnny Clement, who had suffered a dislocated elbow three weeks earlier. Clement declared that he was ready for the Eagles with the help of a specially designed brace. He said, I'll be there from the start. The Eagles are pretty decent, and I don't look for anyone to bang my elbow. But they're hustlers, and it's going to be a tough game. Coach Sutherland was eager for Clement to play, but cautious about the circumstances, saying, We don't want everybody thinking about his elbow, and, and that goes for the Philadelphia team. Well, the two teams that split two games during the regular season, with the Steelers winning in Pittsburgh 35-24, to and the Eagles then grabbing some revenge with a 21-0 home victory in Philadelphia. The title game would, however, be staged in Pittsburgh, with both clubs looking for their first divisional crown in a battle between the Steelers' single wing and the Eagles' T formation. Back in Chicago, the Cardinals toiled on the practice field, but without the stress of an imminent contest. An article appeared on the wire services outlining the reasons for the rapid rise of the Cardinals in the NFL. Reporter Charles Einstein traced the success of the Cards to a win over the Bears in the 1946 season finale at Wrigley Field. With only seconds remaining in the game, the score was deadlocked at 28-28 and the Cardinals were poised for a game-winning field goal, at least in the mind of coach Jimmy Councilman. Councilman waved his arms as he ran down the sideline and began kicking wildly with his foot like, in quotes, an adagio dancer, according to Einstein. The quarterback Paul Christman of the Cardinals noticed the flailing Councilman and said to his teammates in the huddle, well, it looks like the old man wants a field goal. Well, someone else said, let's pass it instead, before a third player added, whatever you do, just nod yes to Jimmy. That foot of his gives me the willies. Chrisman then nodded yes to Councilman, indicating that he understood the demand for a field goal try. However, instead of taking the easy field goal, Chrisman decided to toss a five-yard scoring pass to Mel Kuttner, with just 14 seconds left in the game, giving the Cardinals a 35-28 win, a 6-5 record for 1946, and their first winning campaign in 11 seasons. Well, we'll let writer Charles Einstein pick up the story from there, following the surprise touchdown pass. They threw water on Councilman to revive him. Driving away from the ballpark in a cab, Councilman, his white mane askew, and a glazed look in his eye, whispered strange nothings about his football team, saying, that ball club, meaning the Cardinals, can win the title next year. Well, somebody said, yeah, Jimmy, but how? How, Councilman roared, how do I know how? I'm only the coach. Events were to prove him right in every respect. 
And so, 75 years ago today, the Cardinals were indeed on the cusp of the NFL title. If the team only knew who it would be playing. Thank you for joining us for this special bonus episode of When Football Was Football here on the Sports History Network. Please join us again on December 21st for the next program focusing on the 1947 Cardinals NFL title chase. Such was the case for the Chicago Cardinals 75 years ago today on December 18, 1947, as the winners of the Western Division of the National Football League after a stirring 30-21 win over the Chicago Bears, the Cardinals were forced into an idle period of two weeks due to the Eastern Division winner of the NFL still needing to be determined. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. We at the Sports History Network are so glad to introduce to you a new addition to our lineup, Gridiron Greats Magazine Podcast. It's a weekly podcast that focuses on the history and memorabilia of North American football since its inception in 1869. It's hosted by Bob Swick, the publisher and editor of Gridiron Greats Magazine, and Joe Squires, a longtime contributor to that magazine. The podcast was launched in 2017 and has over 150 episodes that you can listen to now on the Sports History Network, as well as your favorite podcast provider. So join Bob and Joe as they go through football history, talking about the memorabilia and the great legendary players and games of the American Gridiron on the Gridiron Greats Magazine Podcast.